Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you with sharing the Word of God. Thank you today for joining my podcast, listening to my podcast today. So today we're going to be coming from Luke chapter 16, and we're going to start at that 19th verse. And it reads like this. There was a certain rich man, which was clothed in purple and fine linen, and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores. And while and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table, moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, Remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus' evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. And besides all this, between us and you there is a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. Then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that Thou wouldest send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets, let them hear them. And he said, No, father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will not repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, Neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Amen. And from these passages of scriptures, we're going to be coming and talking about the subject. Father, help me to relate to you and to relate to my fellow men. Father, help me to relate to you and to relate to my fellow men. Amen. In this... um, book of Luke we see this parable that Jesus gives and he talks about life and he talks about the uh, he gives the parable of a rich man and a beggar named Lazarus and so we see the story of how life can be sometimes for people and how it can be that some of us you know fare better than others And other times, others, they have it a little worse off than some of the others. And so whatever happens in life, there's there's a beginning point for everybody and an ending point for everybody. And so what we want always in life is to make sure that we have lived the kind of life that God would be pleased with so that when we ultimately come to the end of our journey, that we find that we have a home with God, that we have a home with Jesus, 
and that we are not as this rich man who on this side of glory lived a sumptuous life. He lived a rich life. He lived a life that others envied. But in the long run, whereas on this side of glory, he stood and he was with the prestigious. He was with those who were the upper echelon of society. But he had a problem because everything that was on this side of glory did not make it to him on the other side of glory with prestige and power. So the, the thing is, is when we are here on the earth, because we all will depart this life, when we are here on the earth, what will we do with the life that God has given us? Uh, will we spend time in praising God and in worship and in serving Him? Will we spend time in loving others and helping them along the course of their journey and encouraging them? Or will we spend spend time more so and our finances on self and our own indulgences? Jesus uses this parable as a teaching moment for those who would listen to what he had to say. And he was speaking primarily to, to Pharisees in reference to this parable because he knew how covetous their hearts were. But the question is, is that we want God to Teach us how to relate one to another. Show us how to act one with another. So, in the book of Ephesians, there is a statement that is made. And that statement comes from Ephesians 3 and verse 19. And it says, And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. So when we, if we have accepted Jesus as our personal Savior, and we have the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us, we have, we are full of the capacity of God. We have to learn about his word we have to learn of him but we have that ability placed on the inside of us that we have the ability to love others because Christ is on the inside of us the Bible declares in Romans 12 it says I beseech thee therefore brethren by the mercies of Christ. That ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So when we come to God, when we accept Jesus Christ as personal Savior, 
then there's the expectation from God that we, like Jesus, are to line up with his word. We are to be studious of his word, putting his word into our hearts, putting his words into our minds. And then the more that we eat the word of God, the word of God is to penetrate back up out of our bodies. The word of God is to be exemplified out of our bodies. And that that word of God becomes behavior from us. So he teaches us to love God our Father. The word teaches us to love man. And so the question is, Father, teach me to relate to you. Teach me how to relate back to my fellow man. In this parable of scriptures, it doesn't say whether or not this rich man, he goes to church or goes to the synagogue. It doesn't say whether or not Lazarus goes to the synagogue or he goes to church, however you want to say it. But the two of them have a relationship um, with each other, so to speak. Lazarus, every day, per the parable, is carried and he's laid at the gate of the rich man. So the rich man sees, has to see him somewhere along the way, that there is a beggar that is sitting outside of his door who has a need. And the question is, is will the rich man, will he present and give to this man who has a need. He has to see you. When you're walking around, do you see others who have needs? Is it possible for you to present something to them that will help them along the way? That's the expectation that the Lord has of us. So with everything that is in you, Everything that is in your being, everything that was in the being of this rich man. He could have helped Lazarus, but from his outcome, it appears that he didn't even think about him while he was on this side of glory. Romans six thirteen says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin. But yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. So when you've been born again, when we're born again, there is the expectation that the things that we do here in the earth, that we're supposed to be trying to help other people, that we're supposed to be trying to bring other people out. And this man had it within his means to help Lazarus, who sat outside of his door probably daily because he was carried and he was a beggar. And if he was carried, then evidently he must have been crippled and could not walk. The Bible declares that Lazarus 
which was laid at his gate. He was full of sores. But even if you look at this, the dogs had more sense than the rich man sitting up in his nice fine house to minister to the needs of Lazarus laid at his gate. Whether Lazarus had a smell that the dogs recognized and came and licked his wounds. They say that dogs, when they are in pain, they lick their wounds. And maybe God placed it to give Lazarus some comfort that the dogs would have compassion on him and lick his wounds. When you want to relate to God, you got to see people right where they are. When you want to relate to God, you got to see people through the eyes of God. When God looked at Lazarus, he saw his pain. When God looked at Lazarus, he saw what he had to go through to get there every day. When God looked at Lazarus, he did see the people who, who did, and I'm sure somebody stopped by to help him along the way. But this story is about somebody who had the capacity to help him. The Bible declares that to whom much is given, much is required. This man, it never said that he wanted to relate to God. It never said that he wanted to relate to Lazarus. It didn't tell me about the spiritual condition of Lazarus. But I imagine that a good amount of time when people are down and they don't have what they need in life, the one thing that I have known people to turn to, or even if you talk, if you've ever had an opportunity to talk to somebody who may be homeless, they will talk to you a lot of times about the Lord and about how good God is. Because the one thing that they know, even though they might not have the respect from people here in the communities where they live, they do know God because they count on God to give them shelter. They count on God daily to have somebody to help feed them or they be able to find food. They count on God for a shelter from the storm. And so when we sit in and we have our special things or we have houses to live in and we don't have to beg and all of our needs are met, we tend to forget about the people who don't seem to have it together. And I believe that with this pandemic, because we've been placed on our knees because we've been knocked down a peg for some of us because of not being able to uh, have our needs met as before. So we got to get to the place where God teach me how to relate to you and to relate to other people. So this story says that the dogs came and they licked his sores they had more compassion on the man than anybody, than this man here, I should say, who was the rich man who fared sumptuously every day. 
It could have been. And the Bible doesn't say it. But as I said before, Lazarus, just like many people that you see who are homeless today, they will thank God for what they do have. Jonah, in the book of Jonah 2 and 9, it says, But I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Could it be that Lazarus, although he was laid there at the gate, that when people did come by him and they would give to him, he would say, thank you. Or he would say, Lord, thank you for somebody giving me some bread today. Or he would just say, Lord, thank you for those who helped me. But he knew ultimately his salvation was going to come because God was going to take care of him. The rich man, he fared sumptuously every day. He didn't give God any type of praise. He didn't give God from him winding up in hell. He didn't remember those who had need. He didn't think not one time about Lazarus laid at his gate, that he could have gave him a piece of bread. Because if he had had that heart of compassion, knowing that God's requirement was for the poor, the widows, the lame to be taken care of, he would have been able to supply Lazarus every day. But that's not how this story seems to have been going. When you want to relate to God, that is the question that we have here because we don't want to end up in the same situation and the circumstances of the, with this parable between this rich man and Lazarus. The Bible declares in 1 Corinthians 15 and 58 that there's supposed to be a steadfastness about us as we become Christians. It says that, therefore, my beloved, and I'm talking about 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. When we minister unto people, that is a work that God wants us to do. Because while the rich man was sitting in his house, the ultimate goal, the ultimate um, position of a Christian is that we need to realize that we have a servanthood unto God. And when we have that servanthood unto God, we serve others. We get rooted. We are to be rooted, steadfast, and immovable, abounding in the works of the Lord. So we know that if we do what God has told us to do, how he's told us to minister his word, that's one part of it, ministering the word of God. But if you see people with needs and you don't minister to needs, they can't hear and they cannot receive the word because they are hungry. 
They are cold. They are outside. They may be lonely. They may be lost. You got to minister to those needs that they have. Give somebody a word of encouragement. He could have said, good morning to Lazarus. But the Bible doesn't say he said it. He could have fed him breakfast. He could have fed him lunch. He could have fed him dinner because he fared sumptuously every day. But the Bible doesn't even say that he did that. So where do you stand when you're trying to relate to people? Are you, are you one who ignores people? Or are you one who reaches out to help? And that was the expectation that the rich man had upon him is that he would reach out and that he would help Lazarus as he could have. He had the opportunity to serve God. He had the opportunity to walk with God. He had the opportunity, more so than Lazarus, to reach down and to help him. John 12, 26 says, If any man serve me, let him follow me. So, if you want to relate to your brothers and your sisters, we got to serve one another. We got to serve God. If we serve God, we serve our brothers and we serve our sisters. But this man wasn't serving anybody. From the story, he's going to end up dying and he's going to end up lifting his eyes up in hell because he wasn't serving God a person who serves God a person who worships God it says if any man in John 12 26 says if any man serve me let him follow me and where I am there also my servant be if any man serve me him will my father honor we ought to get to the point where when we want to relate to God and you want to relate to man you got to get to the point where you cleave unto God when you cleave unto God you stick to him you attach to him you don't want nothing to tear you apart from him you firm you firmly adhere to him you're loyal you unwavering You closely knit it to him and you don't let anything turn you around. Could it have been that this rich man who God allowed to fare sumptuously every day, could he have been one who maybe at one point did go to the synagogue, but he lost his way along the way and let his heart turn for God. The Bible doesn't say one way or the other. But could it have been? Could it have been that he was one that was would go like a Pharisee and go and do his sacrifices prior to Jesus coming, do everything he was supposed to do? But yet and still, he didn't do this one thing to show the love and compassion to a man who sat outside of his gate every day. Could it have been? Jesus says in Hosea 6 and 6, he says, For I desire mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Could it, could it be 
that sometimes even with us, that we need to learn how to relate to others, that we're going to church and we're reading our Bibles. But when we have the opportunity to serve others, we fail to see it. So the Bible declares that there came, it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And I wonder if even talking about Lazarus, Lazarus, did he lift up Psalms when he'd be out there and sitting by the gate? Could he have been saying Waymaker? Could he have been singing a song like Waymaker? You a Waymaker. Or Father, I stretch my hands to thee. Could he have been lifting up spiritual sacrifices unto God? Could he have been praying when he was at home at night and saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Oh, Lord, such as I have, I give out to thee. Ah, Could that have been the prayers of Lazarus? Even though Lazarus was in a situation, ah, could it have been that Lazarus' heart was right before God? Oh, Lord, could it have been, he said, you are Jehovah Jireh. Lord, my God, my provider. Could it have been that Lazarus was offering up the fruit of his lips and saying, Lord, I know I may be going through right now, but you still Jehovah Rapha. Uh, Even though people were looking down upon him, he was offering up that sacrifice unto God, offering up a sweet smelling savor to the Lord as he lived his life from day to day. Ah, could it have been? He knew who God was, Lazarus. He knew that one day it may not all be great right now. Oh, but he knew by and by God was going to help him through his journey. But the rich man, he too died. But what was his what was his life about here on earth? It was about him. It was about what he could get. And he wasn't relating to God the way that he should have been relating to God. Because if he had been hearing from God, then he would have heard the voice of God telling him to help Lazarus. Do we want to be to the place where when we die and we move on and go from this side of glory that we haven't done the works of our father? Uh, God says in Psalms 51, 17, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. Oh, God, thou will not despise. You want to relate to God? Watch the internalness of your heart. How do you relate to other people? When God tells you to do something, you need to be able to hear and you need to be able to heed You need to be able to listen to his voice because God sent his son and he sent Jesus to die on that cross. That was God's ultimate love for us. Greater love hath no man than this, than that a man lay down his life for his friends. And Jesus came and he laid his life down for 
the rich man who fared sumptuously every day. He laid it down for the man like the other man in the parable named Lazarus. There's an expectation from God for all of us that we do justice to others, that we do have righteous judgment. Sometimes we can look at others down here on the earth and we can say, well, if they hadn't squandered their money, they'd be better off. Uh, If they hadn't uh, did such and such and such and such, they'd be better off. But sometimes you don't know a person's situation. I had opportunity to be able to work in ministry at my church. And I would listen at the stories of some of the people. And some of the people were doing okay and certain things just happened. And they lost their jobs. And sometimes it was a tumbling effect. One thing right after the other. Some of them who were doing okay ended up homeless, ended up divorced. So the thing is, is that when we are supposed to be working for God, we need to remember two things, that we are servants of the Most High God, and that all of us, with the way the economy is now, all of us, if we lose a paycheck these days and times, it'll mess us up. And so we need to be compassionate one upon the other. The Bible says that the the rich man, he died and was buried. But when when Lazarus died, he was carried into the bosom of Abraham. And even in hell, this rich man, he looks up and he sees Lazarus. And he sees Lazarus afar off. And he's in the bosom of Abraham. And over from hell, this man, he cries out, Father Abraham, recognizing him as a a patriarch. And he's saying to Abraham, have mercy on me. But even in hell, he's still lifting up his eyes at Lazarus a certain sort of way and seeing him still as a beggar. Although this, this rich man is cast into hell. He wants Lazarus to cross over and to dip his finger in some water to cool his tongue. But the rich man realizes that he's tormented in this flame. Oh, so when it is on this side of glory, when we can help others, what are we doing? Lord, help me to relate to you and to relate to others. So God says that if he could send Jesus to die on Calvary's cross for every man, surely you can pick up your cross and follow me. If we pick up our cross as God has told us, then we will do his word. And then we will remember that we are our brother's keeper. But on that side of glory. It was too late for this rich man to turn around. It was too late for him to do good to Lazarus. Lazarus had already done the best that he could with the situation that he had while he was here on the earth. And he found himself that he was wrapped up in the bosom of Jesus. But this man's perspective of who he was, even though this rich man was in hell, still had not changed because he knew he was tormented. 
it, but he was trying to appeal to uh, Father Abraham to send Lazarus over to him. But I didn't hear him say not one time a repentant and a contrite heart, although it was too late at the time. It's not too late for you. It's not too late for me. For whatever it is that we are doing wrong in our life, it's not too late for us on this side of glory to get it right, to get it right with God. So, because there is no good, great gulf fix between us and thee. There is no great gulf fix between man and you are man and me or God and you are you and God or me and God there's no great gulf fix God is just right there right now God's Holy Spirit is right now in us if we are born again and how we want to relate if we don't know how to relate to ask God to teach you how to relate ah uh, that Holy Ghost on the inside of you will teach you how to relate how you ought to relate to every man how we ought to be carers one for the other in this this year this year that we've had here uh it's been a year and i saw somebody make a statement and they said we don't need to be looking back and i agree with that we need to be able to begin to move forward but until we can move forward we got to live in the right now so on this side of glory before we end up like the man and lazarus in the parable on this side of glory lord teach me how to offer up a sacrifice of praise god no matter what situation i am in no matter who i am lord whether i'm in a fortune 500 company a millionaire or i'm a beggar on the street god let me know how to say god i am thankful oh god i am thankful for everything that you have done lord i am thankful for every valley that you brought me through lord i am thankful for every valley lord lord god when i had to climb the rough sides of the mountain oh lord thank you lord for giving me hinds feet so when i had to climb god i didn't fail i didn't fall god Oh, Lord, I thank you for the storms, oh, God, that you brought me through, oh, God. Oh, God, I give you I give you my heart and my sacrifice of praise. And so, God, I thank you, Lord, that you gave me riches and opportunity to help those who were less fortunate, oh, God. That ought to be our prayer of praise. That ought to be our sacrifice of praise unto God. We ought to have that mind, God, that I want to serve just like Jesus served. Lord. Oh God, let your mind be my mind. Oh God, let you and I be connected one to the other. Oh God, so that Lord, what I see my father do, that is what I do. Lord, that I help to take care of those who are less fortunate than me. Oh God, oh God. And, and if, if I am at the uh, what is considered at the bottom. Oh Lord, I still give you praise and I give you thanks. Oh God. Oh Lord, I might can't do what somebody rich can do, but I can encourage somebody. I can share my bread with somebody. Oh Lord, I can give somebody a bus ticket, money for a bus ticket if they need it. Oh God. So wherever I am, whether I'm rich or whether I'm poor, I still have a heart that's connected to my father and the love that my father has has is the love that I have and I give on the level that God has given me allow me to be able to give at so this rich man he died he saw Lazarus in the bosom of Abraham and he wanted to be comforted 
because he knew now he was in a situation because he said he was tormented in this flame. He's tormented in this place where he was. He's tormented. Uh, but, but it was too late for him, not too late for you, not too late for me to both get it right, to get it right with God. If we know we messing up now, let's get it right with God while we still have time. He wanted Lazarus to go and testify at his father's house. He wanted Lazarus to go and witness to his brothers about this place of this place of hell. And Abraham said unto him, he says, about the wanting him to dip his fingers. He says, it's a good, great gulf fixed between me and you and thee so that neither one could cross over. They couldn't cross over from Lazarus side to hell. And they couldn't cross over from hell to the side where Lazarus was. But Abraham says, when he says that he wants Lazarus to go and testify about this place, he says, they have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear him, hear them. We have the Bible. We have the word of God. We have the Holy Spirit. We are having words preached to us each Sunday or either on podcasts or internet. We have the word. He says, and he says, nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, if they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. Amen. So that's the story, though one rose from the dead, but we've got the story of one who did rise from the dead and his name is Jesus Christ and he lives forevermore. Will you declare your body a living sacrifice that is holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service? Uh, will you turn your life around and give a sweet smelling sacrifice of a repentant heart unto God. Will you learn to relate to God? Will you learn to relate to man by saying, look, God, I am, I am here, God. Save me, God. Take me, God. And teach me, God. Oh, Lord, show me how to love my brother, oh, God, whom I see every day, God. Oh, God, because if I can't love him, I can't love you whom I've never seen. Oh, God, teach me your ways, oh, God. Oh, Lord, God, I surrender my heart unto thee, oh, God. Oh, Lord, help me to relate to you. Oh, Lord, help me to relate to my fellow man man, oh God. Oh Lord, on this side of glory, God, make me who you would desire for me to be, God, who you know I am, God, and let me tap into the fullness of God that's on the inside of me, God. Oh God, so that I can do the things that you did, oh God. Oh God, so that I can relate to the people as you related to them, God. Oh Lord, so that I can please you, God, on this side of glory, God, so that one day, God, that when life is over for me God you will say for me well done thou good and thou faithful servant oh God that you will accept me Lord to my final home oh God oh Lord help me to relate to you and to relate to men oh God help me to relate to you and to relate to my brothers whom I see here day by day oh God and if we can do that if we can 
lay down our life and sacrifice ourselves, pick up our cross and follow him, God will be well pleased with us. Yes, he will. Well, we pray that this message has been uh, encouragement and something that will make you go back and think, um, something that you will retain with you through the week. We have this time while we have it now, and it's appointed once unto men to die. So we need to make sure that whatever relationships we have here on this earth, with our families, our friends, and those we meet along the way, that we are walking the walk of God towards all men. So be encouraged in the Lord and meditate on this this parable that Jesus has read and was teaching in Luke chapter 16, verses 19 through 31. And just let the heart and the mind of Jesus Christ be in you. Lord, help me to relate to you and help me to relate to my fellow men. Until we meet again, you be blessed. And I hope to see you again on the next podcast. Bye-bye.